When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog I used to think that this was my town What a stupid thing to think I hear you biting off a brain now I myself am on the brain I used to want to be a real man What's up, 3Bs? What's up, Diamond Dogs? What's up? Athletic gerbils, guess what? It's Rhea Butcher, host of Three Swings, and that's the podcast you're listening to. Guess what? It's men's baseball season. Opening day is coming right up. Can you even believe it? I barely can. Boy, oh boy. It feels like the Dodgers were losing the World Series just the other day. (laughs) Um, I am battling a cold very hard right now, so I apologize if there's some sniffles in here. I'm also sad because it means another spring training is over and I didn't attend a single game. Not that sad. That's very much a first world problem. But, uh, you know, maybe next year. There's always next year. Uh, I don't know. Seems exciting. Seems fun. Also, very hot. Uh, Speaking of hot, I was just in Texas in Fort Worth doing some shows and I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody. I drove past Arlington. Didn't stop at Ranger Stadium. I I can't remember what it's called. I think it's just called Arlington, isn't it? Um, but it was great to be there. Thanks for coming out to the shows. If you're a Three Swings listener, had a lot of fun. One night, I even laid down on the ground. <laughs> so that's just what's up. You know what I mean? Um, then that's what's up with me. I'm real excited about men's baseball starting again. Uh, my fantasy draft was abysmal. Um, I think I'm just going to talk about that up top and then never talk about it again. I mean, I'll probably talk about it again. Um, but if you remember from last episode, I said I was going to auto draft because I don't trust myself. I also had a time commitment at the time we were drafting. And so it seemed right to just go ahead and do it. Now, um, a friend of mine, Dave Thomason, a fellow comedian, I said something about auto drafting on Twitter and he replied, this was weeks ago. I'm so terrified that my first three picks would be relievers, so I would never do that. And I was like, oh, that'll never happen. Guess what happened? That's exactly what happened to me. (laughs) I I had the last pick. My first pick in the first round was Edwin Diaz, and then my first pick in the second round, it was a snake draft, was Kenley Jansen. So I picked two relievers in a row. I think my third pick was Garrett Cole. Uh, I have Ian Desmond on my team. I, I, I just look, I, I don't know what to tell you. Fantasy baseball is my favorite thing that hates me. <laughs> so I've renamed my team to higher power, H I R E P O W E R. And I've decided I'm just going to figure it out. I am possibly going to trade Edwin Diaz. So we'll see. Possibly Kenley Jansen. I definitely texted some friends too much about it when I was too upset. Don't ever do that. If you're upset, put the phone down. Walk away from the phone. 
You have to watch TV or something. Let go and let God. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we'll see. Um, my draft drafted uh, Salvador Perez. He's out for the season. So I got Cervelli. Um, that'll be, you know, serviceable. Maybe I'll drop him from Meha if he gets uh, enough playing time. I mean, I have Eric Hosmer at first. It's it's a real 10th round pick. You know what I mean? It's a real... I have Craig Kimbrell. He's not employed <laughs> right now, which, by the way, is ridiculous. Apparently, the Brewers are talking to him, but the way it was phrased was that, uh, you know, they're doing due diligence. Like, nobody wants this guy which is bonkers. And you can sit in your chair and listen to this and go, yeah, but the World Series. Uh, Okay, but you're not... Nobody's hiring a closer in January for the World Series. Somebody's hiring a closer to fill out a bullpen. And there's no reason that Craig Kimbrell should not be employed right now. That's ridiculous. It's literally ridiculous. Um, So I just... I I don't understand... (laughs) Um, you know, I'm, I'm just flipping through bench coach Brett's, uh, notes and his last note is about my fantasy pick, my fantasy picks. And I feel like he already knows the answers to that. <laughs> He's in my fantasy baseball league. He has a stacked team. Like literally everyone's team is so great. <laughs> and I, I have the worst team by far hands down. Um, bunch of hurt guys. My whole rotation is like hurt people. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I basically like, if I could pull this one off, I'm not gonna, it's just, I'm not even being fatalistic though, is the thing about it is like, you look at the numbers. It's not possible. I don't think unless every star gets hurt, you know, um, unless I can pull off like a Diaz for Bregman trade, um, I don't know that I could even have a chance. Um, and apparently we don't have a trade block in my fantasy league. So I, I don't know how to even, you know, offer that up to the whole league. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. Definitely not going to pay for like fantasy pros or anything this year. <laughs> so I'm at least saving that, you know, $30 or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, tweet at me your rosin bags with, uh, fantasy baseball questions and then I'll just respond to you with anger that you have a better fantasy baseball team than I do. (laughs) Um, Cool. So that's what's up with me. That's what's up with my fantasy baseball team. We'll be right back after this and we'll get into, you know, season predictions and stuff like that. What everybody's interested about for opening day. Oh, what a lovely commercial. I hope you listen to it. I take pride in my ad reads. I'm excited about this season. I will say that I'm a little afloat with this season. I I feel sort of out there with it. You know, I've been paying attention, but also everything kind of got broken apart. Everybody's in new spots, you know, um, in my personal baseball league in which I play. Um, there's new teams. I've decided to go to one of the new teams to try to help build out the league. So I look forward to showing you my uniform. I'm going to play some third again this year. I'm excited about that. I'm also the assistant manager. Pretty excited about that. Um, Just excited to get back out there playing baseball. So men's baseball season is starting. And, uh, you know, every season... 
personally, I like the season, you know, um, not everybody's into it. Some people are like their biggest hurdle is that, but there's so many games. Yeah. But you could just watch the one that's on today. You don't have to watch the ones that's on in a month until it's that day. And then guess what? It's today. So I also understand if you don't want to watch that much baseball. I mean, it's not necessarily a television show where you have to watch all of it and you won't or else you won't understand it. But that being said, it is a television show that if you watch all of it, you might enjoy it more potentially. And so for some of us, we like to watch as much of it as we can because then the playoffs, the division series, the pennant championship series, and then the world series is a payoff of this whole season of TV that we've watched. But I also understand it's a, it's a lot. And maybe you want to watch other stuff. Or maybe you want to go outside. Or maybe you want to read a book. It's a lot of things to fit in. I will say that if you go on MLB.TV or if you go on uh, your AtBat app, if you buy it, it's a lot of money. But you get a lot of games. You can watch a synopsis of a game. So if you wanted to get into baseball but you only want to see the stuff that happens, you can watch that. That's why I like to watch Quick Pitch at night because it's kind of like a synopsis of every game that happened. Um, so I'm a big fan of Quick Pitch. Somebody that worked for Quick Pitch text, uh, tweeted me. <laughs> they texted me. They got my phone number and they texted me at my house. Um, and they were so stoked that I said I watched Quick Pitch. So everybody watch Quick Pitch because uh, it's a fun thing to watch. <clears throat> All right, so let's get into these World Series predictions. So who do I like in the AL? So I will say that I am referencing Bleacher Reports all over sort of picks because I think they're pretty right on. Um, I read those recently. So in the AL to win the pennant, I mean, I think that the AL is going to be, it's either the Astros or the Yankees. As much as it pains me to say both of those, I do think it's the Astros or the Yankees. I think that Astros win the West West Division. I think I, I'm I don't know that Cleveland wins Central because I really do think that they are more depleted than they think. They lost a lot. They lost a lot of talent, and they're going to be relying heavily on their pitching staff. And I know that they still have Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez. That's only like two bats. I do think that Jake Bowers is going to be a star because I think he's really excited to be in Cleveland, which is fun. Um, but they lost a lot. Michael Brantley was very consistent. He was injury prone, but he was very consistent. Yonder Alonso was also crushing. So I don't know. We'll see. I think, you know, they lost Cody Allen and Andrew Miller. Like it's, it's a completely different team and the twins have, have done some uh, rebuilding. So I, I don't think that it's like, there's to lose either, you know, I think that it's possible. It's possible that there's a twins Cleveland playoff like last year's uh, Cubs and uh, Brewers, right? Yeah. Cubs and Brewers. And I think, you know, it could go to either team, probably the twins. Um, so, and then the East I think will be the Yankees. And then I do think that the wild cards uh, will be the Red Sox and for me, it's between the Athletics and the Tampa Bay Rays. I think the Tampa Bay Rays are not to be ignored because I think they're doing interesting stuff. Everybody knows that now. 
So we'll see how that works a second year around. And then the athletics just have a lot of young talent that are very hungry, I think. And I think they'll, they'll do similar. So those are my picks for the AL and my sleeper in the AL, which in other words, if it's not the Red Sox, Yankees, Astros, or Cleveland, who could it be? It would be the Rays or the A's, but I don't think either of them gets past the wild card game. Unfortunately, bench coach Brett also wants to know what are the odds that the Dodgers make a third straight world series trip? I think they do not make it to the world series this year. I think they lose to the Milwaukee Brewers. I think the Milwaukee Brewers are the central champ. I think the Cardinals give them a run for their money. I think that, uh, I do think, I think it's going to be close between the nationals and the Phillies. I think the Phillies are going to do as good as we think this year. But I do think the Nationals still have a fantastic rotation and they have two closers and they have a lot of young talent, Victor Robles and uh, Juan Soto. And then there's the Mets, who I think will get the wild card. And then the Rockies will get the second wild card because of the NL West. (laughs) You know? So I think that's kind of how that goes. I think that the division that will be the most competitive and most interesting to follow uh, come September will be a toss up between the NL Central, the NL West, and the uh so I, that's all the the NL divisions. I think the NL Central will be the most exciting. And then I think the AL East will also be the most competitive. I think the NL West is always going to be Dodgers and Rockies. I don't know that the Diamondbacks have got it anymore. Uh my sleeper in the NL is definitely the Mets for sure. Unless I don't know that the Mets could even be really be considered a sleeper anymore because they have fantastic rotation and now they actually have a closer, two closers actually, one of whom I have on my fantasy roster. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. My World Series pick is the Astros over the Brewers in six games. And bench coach Brett also wants to know which teams am I rooting for this year? that do not reside in Los Angeles or Cleveland. The teams I am rooting for that do not reside in Los Angeles or Cleveland are the Philadelphia Phillies. And I'm going to be rooting for them with my friend, friend of the show, base buddy, Paul F. Tompkins. I like a lot of the people on the team. I like Aaron Nola. I like Reese Hoskins. So never thought as an Atlanta-raised person that I would ever say that, but I'm excited to be rooting for the Phillies. Also, I just a shout out to myself. I bought some hats because they were on sale, even though I told myself, you're not allowed to buy any more hats. You have too many hats and you don't need any more hats. And then I ordered these hats and I got them and the one didn't fit. I mean, it fit, but it looked stupid. So I was like, take it back and then you can get a different hat. And then I went to the store. I took the hat back. The guy that was working there kind of assumed I didn't know anything about hats. That's okay. That's kind of his job. And I was like, I'm cool, man. I'm just looking around. And then I was trying on some hats and he was like, do you know what size you wear? And I was like, yeah, they just, they all kind of fit different, you know? And he was like, have you tried the low crown ones? And I was like, no, those don't fit on my head at all. And then we started talking hats and I got real deep into hats. (laughs) And then I was wearing my Fort Wayne tin caps hat, but it's got a wizard on it. And he was like, what is that? And I was like, it's Fort Wayne wizard's hat they're the tin caps now and this is a new era 50 50 cap 
retro classic before they started calling it retro classic. <laughs> and I got very deep into hats. And then I was like, hey, was, and we were both talking about how we uh, take the new era logo off the side of our hats. So please tweet at me and let me know if you are also a person who sits on the couch and seam rips out the new era logo off of your hat when you get it. Um, I'm also the kind of person that it depends on the hat because I do have a Cleveland hat. It does not have the logo on it uh, that has that new era logo on the side. And I like it on that one for whatever reason. Um, I also have a Cleveland Buckeyes hat that I really like. I got to get that one back into my rotation. So I wish I could cheer for the Cleveland Buckeyes, but they don't exist anymore. Um, I also just like, I like a lot of the White Sox. So I might be cheering for that team. Let me know. Send me some tweets about who you're cheering for if they're not your team. I want to cheer for the Tampa Bay Rays, but they're doing all this cashless stadium stuff. And I just... Can't get down with it. So, and they're paying their players like nothing. So that makes me feel terrible. On to some player predictions. MVP picks. Suggestions in the AL are Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Francisco Lindor, Alex Bregman, Matt Chapman, Mookie Betts, Giancarlo, Stanton, JD Martinez. I think that Alex Bregman gets it this year. I don't, I think that Francisco Lindor is going to have another great season, but nothing like he had last year. And I think that, I mean, I think it's going to be Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and Alex Bregman this year. And I think Alex Bregman gets it because I think he gets over 30 homers. And I think he's just, he wants it very bad. Not that these other guys don't want it. I just think it's, he wants it very badly. So um, that's my pick is Alex Bregman for the AL MVP. For the NL, my NL MVP pick is uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. I think he's going to crush even more home runs this year. And I don't think the Atlanta team does as well as they did last year. I think they're going to be a little lost and confused. It's either Ronald Acuna Jr. or Bryce Harper. Those are my the, those are my two picks for the NL MVP. I think the third in the, in the race, the top three, will probably be Nolan Arenado, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Bryce Harper. That's my picks, and I think Acuna Jr. emerges from that fray. My Cy Young picks for AL are, I think these three will be the top three this year. Trevor Bauer, Justin Verlander, and Garrett Cole. And I think that Trevor Bauer will win it. That's my picks. <laughs> I'm just making very distinct picks. Trevor Bauer is very similar to Alex Bregman. I think he wants it. And so I think he's going to put together a season that leaves no question and it will make it incredibly hard for someone to turn him down for it. And then he will stick his foot in his mouth and then not get the award. <laughs> that That's my, that's my full prediction for Trevor Bauer in 2019. Cause he's already done it. Um, not a great dude. So for the NL Cy Young pick, I think Aaron Nola gets it. And I think the top three are Aaron Nola, Max Scherzer, and Walker Bueller. I think those are the three top vote getters for the NL Cy Young pick. Uh, which players are am I most excited about this year? I mean, I'm excited about uh, Tadis Jr. because he's making the opening day roster. And I think his playing time can still be manipulated, but I'm excited that he's there. And so it's a start. So that's exciting. 
And I will say it'll be interesting to see what the Padres put together this year. They're still the Padres, but it'll be exciting to see what they put together this year with the squad that they've got. Um, They do hit home runs. I don't know if you noticed that last year, but uh, they've got some outfielders that can tag some home runs. So it's going to be interesting. Um, So that's one of my players that I'm excited about. I'm also excited about Shane Bieber. He's got a pretty good handlebar mustache going on. And uh, he's a lot younger than I thought. He's only 23, but I'm also excited about Jake Bowers playing for Cleveland. Um, uh, I think that I think he fits very well with that team and that atmosphere. <coughs> so it's pretty. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I think he's gonna. Hopefully, I hope he's gonna break out. It'd be nice for more people to know about that guy. What do I predict for these 2018 breakouts and can they repeat last year's success? And they are Christian Yelich, Max Muncy, Blake Snell, and Shohei Otani. Christian Yelich, I don't know that he can get a triple crown, but I think he's going to, um, I, I think he's going to repeat. And I don't know if he gets the MVP this year, but I think that he will have just as good or potentially better of a season. I think that Max Muncy does not have the same season that he had last year. And that's mostly because he's not an everyday player and there's nowhere for him to play on the field. I mean, there's not nowhere, but I just think, you know, uh, L.A. relies heavily on platooning and heavily on pitcher matchups, whereas, you know, Yelich doesn't have the same problem. He's an everyday player. So Max Muncy, I don't think, repeats what he had last year, just like Chris Taylor didn't repeat what he had the year before that. Um, I think that's where, you know, matchups and stuff like that really tend to get they get in the way you know Chris Taylor had that great season he was the leadoff hitter um and it didn't matter if it was a left-handed starter or a right-handed starter you know um he was their leadoff hitter so when you just when you put confidence in a bat the bat tends to hit the ball a lot more and so when you're on a team that doesn't whether they it's not because they don't believe in you but it's because like the matchup isn't good well that's confidence you know that that is confidence so i just don't think that max muncie has the same season he had last year um i also think blake snell is not going to have the same season that he had last year but i think that he will have a great season and shohei otani that is very up in the air to me because i don't think we saw even half of what that guy could do and so i'm I'm curious to see how he rebounds from such serious uh, surgery. We have yet to see what the two-way player really brings to the game. So, I I mean, I think he has a high ceiling as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) But I'm also worried about him never living up to the hype of of how big of a hype we made for him coming over here. Um, So I'm just afraid that that was like too big and we'll never see it, you know? Because like we just saw, we 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 saw too far down the road, and we didn't look at what was in front of us, and so now we can't see anything. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about Shohei Otani. Um, how soon will we see Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in a major league game? As soon as his playing time is manipulated, <laughs> whatever the date is, April fifteenth or something like that, tax day. Um, that's as soon as he'll be in a game, and it's an unfortunate reality. But that's the way these these uh, baseball clubs are not clubs, they're businesses. And, you know, I see people every day on baseball Twitter saying it's good business sense. And like, I have never looked at baseball as a business. That's not to say it's not. It's just that 
I've never looked at it that way. I don't like the money part of it. I want people to get paid. I've never been one to like really care that much about the salary of a player. I mean, I remember my dad lamenting how much everybody gets paid and I'm just glad that it didn't stick because I just think I've talked about it a lot on here that like the context is always the key. Like we're looking at that in the context of I make $8 an hour. How dare they? But that you can't, those aren't, you can't compare that. It's not, that's apples and oranges, man. You can't do it. And, uh, I just think the playing time manipulation is just like a real, it, it just sucks. Like what else am I supposed to say about it? It sucks. We all see it. We all know it's there. The players know it. The MLB knows it. Everybody knows it and nobody's doing anything about it. Cause you just have to wait until they redraft the agreement in two years or whenever that is. And like, I just feel the same way about the, the, playing time manipulation as I do about like, um, I don't know the country that like nobody's doing anything about the president because we're like, well, there's an election in a year in two years. So we'll just fix it then. And I feel like everybody's just not everybody, but a lot of people are just saying like, well, we'll just put somebody good in there. And it's like, no, we actually have to stop it now. And nobody wants to do it because nobody wants to stop getting paid. And so, these teams don't stop doing this stuff because they want to get paid. There are not enough people in this country who care about their business as a, as a whole, instead of how much money can I make in this business? This country is like when you talk about uh, the economy, but that's not even the economy. When you talk about, to me, the morality of making money, there's a, a pendulum that swings in between like businesses simply being money-making machines for the people at the top that own them, and then businesses being for people who want to create something, to give people jobs, to create a, a working family, to create a business for their family. And right now, the pendulum is like almost completely towards the first one. And all this stuff in baseball is is just more evidence of that. You know, I've never seen baseball as a not-for-profit situation. I'm not naive, you know, but I also think that, uh, there were times when, when an objective on the, on the board was to win games and potentially win a world series. And now there are teams that could do that and they're, they don't care. (laughs) They don't even want to do it because they would make more money not winning the world series. And that to me is evident of a moral crisis. And we've been in one for a long time. I don't actually know when it started or stopped, (laughs) you know, it's like, when, when did the moral crisis start? I think day one. And like, that's just a true thing. We've always been combating morality. You know, the people that like tried to settle this place to make it America, essentially were leaving to battle morality. And most of the people today disagree with that. (laughs) And so we're living in a place that was started for a concept that we don't believe in and don't agree with. Um, But then there are concepts that came after it that we do believe in that at the time were created for people who are not us, but now we're here. And so we believe that it should apply to all of us. And a lot of people disagree with that. So it's hard to ever come to any sort of agreement with people. 
And this is about baseball. It's about morality and who's right. And I just think it makes me very sad that there are players who are the best at what they do. And everyone knows it. And they're right there. And your option is bring them up for opening day or hold them down there for two months so that you can keep them longer and pay them less. I'm not sure if you guys read, there was an interview with Chris Bryant a couple of years ago and he finally started talking about this because his was one of the first like playtime uh, manipulations that I really remember knowing about. And uh, Parker Malloy, a friend of the show who was on the show, talked about this ad, this um, billboard that was over by Wrigley Field in 2014 um, that said, worth the wait. And I think about that often because I wonder how many people saw that and saw his face and the words worth the wait and then subconsciously blamed him for it, which is interesting, you know, to think about that. But he talked about not just the money. In fact, the thing that he focused on the most was working over the offseason to earn a spot to play on opening day. And no one's talking about that. And I'm sure that people would get on Twitter and say, oh, what a bunch of babies, what you want, a safe space, blah, whatever. But like, it's it's real. Like, w- when my league started last year, my team didn't get to play on opening day. And my team doesn't get to play on opening day this year either. And like, I'm bummed about it. <laughs> I'm legitimately sad. I mean, I'm not losing sleep over it, but it's like, I, I'm gonna, I'm upset about it. Because literally the same teams that played opening day last year get to play this year. And I don't get to play. It sucks. (laughs) So imagine if your job is baseball and you've been working your whole life to get called up to the show to play on opening day. And on top of that, you are the number one prospect. Everyone has agreed you are the best prospect in baseball. And then your manager says, well, they think you need to work on your defense. And then they hold you down for a month so they can save however thousands of dollars. Which, by the way, I think I said this last week, but I'll say it again. I think that every time we mention a player's salary, you should have to also mention how much that team makes within that time period of the salary. Because we're always looking at a chunk of years. We're not looking at a per year thing. We're always looking at like an overall deal how much money are the Cubs making in 10 or eight years versus how much money Chris Bryant is making, especially after he helped them increase their revenue a lot by a lot <laughs> in, in within two years of being called up and he doesn't make any more money. He already signed a contract. So he has to wait, you know, I, I just think it's, it's very, very messed up. So I'm, I'm still reeling and upset about the whole manipulation of service time. It's, I just think it's bad. And I, I, I do think it's a symptom of, of a larger moral crisis that we've been in and out of in this country for a long, long time. And potentially not even out of ever, really. <laughs> now, one more baseball thing to talk about. Uh, which free agent will have the biggest impact on their new team? Bryce Harper, Paul Goldschmidt, Yasiel Puig, or Manny Machado? For me, it's a tie—a tie between the two two big dogs, 
Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, but I think that Bryce Harper has the bigger impact because all the pieces are already there for the Phillies to be a super team and Bryce Harper and having a hot bat being the presence that I know that he is, um, I think is just going to light them all up similar to how Jake Arrieta did last year. Um, even though he wasn't that great on the road and bumpy and this, that, the other thing, I think you bring all the pieces together and, you start winning games and you start seeing players playing at a level but a little bit higher than you and you start to rise to their level. Even if you don't make it, you still get up to them them and try. You you try a little more. You you want to get on base for him to hit a home run. You want to make it a two-run home run instead of just a, a single dinger. You know what I mean? So those are my picks. I already talked about my fantasy baseball. I... I have a few good players. I look, I, I talked through the whole episode. Now I feel a lot different about it. I mean, I have Andujar and Devers. Um, so I feel like I got to trade one of those and you know, I've got Gene Segura. Okay, sure. Good. All right. I've got Starling Marte. All right. Eric Hosmer at first. Um, I don't even know who my other outfielders are. <laughs> I have Nomar Mazzara. Um, yeah, my rotations are right. Strasburg and Garrett Cole, uh, Fultinowitz, Fulte, and uh, Cargo, who's already hurt for 10 days. Um, there's another one in there that I can't remember who it is. Uh, anyway, I don't feel like looking it up because it's boring because I have a terrible team. And man, if I can pull if I can pull this one out, if I can even make it to the playoffs, I'll be happy. But I'm also kind of grateful because I probably won't stress about it and pay that much attention to it. <sighs> so happy opening day, everyone, for men's professional baseball. <laughs> I think it's going to be a fun season. I think I think there's a lot more spread out and there's not there's a bunch of super teams. I think it's going to be exciting. Um, I, I'm curious, honestly curious how the Cubs do this year. Just as speaking of Chris Bryant and the Cubs, curious to see what's even up with that team this year. Um, I don't think they're going to be like awful or anything, but I think, you know, still trying to find their way. And I think the, the Cardinals made some significant improvements over the offseason and the Cubs did not. So that's why I'm like, of all the teams, I'm like, what? How is this team going to do? Because they're formerly, you know, everyone thought they were going to be this big dynasty and it's proven to be the opposite. And... I'm curious what Theo is thinking in not really making any moves whatsoever. Puts a lot of pressure on your team when you don't pick anybody up in the offseason. So we'll see. I'm excited. I'm happy. Started out sad. Now I'm happy. Thinking about some baseball. Thinking about getting out there and playing. I hope everybody has a wonderful opening day. Uh, subscribe, like on iTunes, you know, write a review, whatever you want to do. Uh, follow me at Rhea Butcher, the show at Three Swings Pod. And always, if you liked it, you liked it. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>